0: the ex is always gonna be there no matter what. So there's no point on developing jealousy, anger, or whatever towards them. He's, he or she is always gonna be in, in, in your life and in the child's life. So if you make a decision of becoming the partner um, of this new family, then you have to learn to accept this situation of having a second woman in this relationship.
1: Where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail? I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all, and not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch, and you are the queen of your castle. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Queen of Your Castle podcast. I am your host, Brittany Lynch with a very confident guest today. On the show today, we have Martha Mock, and Martha is going to introduce herself. Martha is a stepmom, and so many more things on top of that. So, Martha, thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, Could you please go ahead and let our beautiful listeners know who are you, where are you from, and what do you love to do?
0: Hi, my name is Martha Mall. I'm from Sydney, Australia, so I'm ahead of time of all of you. It's so nice to meet you all today. I'm a super confident coach for women. I am also a multi-award winning international makeup artist, uh, entrepreneur with multiple businesses and a motivational speaker and author. And I'm also within a wonderful relationship with my partner at the moment, who has a nine-year-old daughter. Despite all of those happy things that I just shared, I'm also someone just like you, who is a daughter, a sister, an ex-wife that has been in a 19 years abusive marriage been bullied at school since the age of uh, six and was also sexually molested by someone I trust at a young age. So despite all of my colourful past, I am in a very happy relationship with my current partner and it's wonderful to have this chance to share with Britney today.
1: So many things that I want to pull on here that I'm so excited to talk about. Um, First, my first question though Mm -hmm. has got to be what is a super confidence coach? What does that mean?
0: It's a, I'm going to play with a tongue that is a tongue twister. It's when you are consciously, unconsciously competent. That means that your confidence just come in from the inside of you when you're doing it without you knowing it. And you know that you are doing a good job. And that's when the super confidence comes in. So when we talk about a certain topics, we believe in our core, that we know what we're talking about, despite what other people may think of you, but the inside of you are confident enough to have your voice, to have your view, and to share your ideas and feelings. And that's what super confident means.
1: That's amazing. Because who doesn't want all of those things? Who doesn't want to be able to show up very authentically and very unapologetically for who they really are? Now, you've already kind of teased us with the story behind how you got to this place. If you were to take us way back in time and explain to us this journey of how you were able to turn this adversity into something so empowering and healing and beautiful for other people?
0: I love to start when you were young, you tend to get pulled around and try to mimic the most popular people around you. So when I was at school, I was a f- good friend of a popular girl. Then something happened. I can't even remember what it and the whole class turning against you. So I have no one to talk to for three years during my primary school year. So I suffer the, all the bullying, all the silence, but I still believe there's good in people. I don't believe that when people are not good to you, you need to fight back with violence or, or a negativity. I still believe in sharing kindness. So that's how I got through my three years until the day that my teacher actually said something in the class in year six he says that um we are going to move forward in our life now are we still going to hold the anger and the rejection in our heart for someone that who have not done anything wrong or are you going to starting to make changes because your life is about to change too it is from that sentence I started to have a little bit more friends coming back into me and say, hey, she's actually pretty cool. So the girls are, are not really into it. So the guys are actually saying, hey, mother is actually pretty cool. So let's hang out with her. So that was like the last month was when I was in Hong Kong. Um, I had the best time and of knowing that, hey, you know what? Being kind, being nice, being gentle, and just being who I am without worrying what other people uh thinking of me can actually give me uh, a lot of respect at the end so that's when I started building my confidence so when I come to Australia couldn't speak English learning everything again I still remember one of the first lunch I have in my high school one of the girl told me that I was eating like a cl- a cow so I was chewing too hard. I was uh, trying to be polite, not not speaking and talking at the same uh, eating and, and speaking at the same time. So I thought I was doing the right thing, but then I was rejected again by the group. So what did I do? I didn't fight back against them. I didn't. I just like smile and say, "Okay, that's your view. Um, can't help you with it, but this is just me." Having that confidence to be who you are is one of the toughest things for a teenager or a child. I was able to do that because I was given a lot of freedom at home of being who I am. I was a very, very naughty girl. I think I got a nickname of Naughty Martha when I was young by my uncle. He still called me that at age 43 (laughs) whenever I have a chance to see him so i was told that i was always um outspoken being able to share my view even that when i'm quiet i'm not having that bitter scent in me so because of that love and and condition that i have at home um, i was able to um, become who i am right now and in saying that i did experience um, a trauma when i was young it was the first time when i learn about fear, was that I don't know what I did. It must be at the age of uh, probably about four, can't remember. But I remember when a knife actually stabbed onto my hand, when I can see my vein was green and blue, and when I can see blood was gushing out in a dark red colour. That was when my father tried to teach me a lesson of something which I cannot remember anymore. And that was how he was teaching me on it. So in saying that, you think about it now as I like, hey, how can you still be confident? How can you still be positive? It's because I learned to realize that it is not someone's fault. It is not my fault. It's not his fault. Don't look at it as a fault, but look at it as a learning. That was the wisdom that I got um, later on in life when I went back using timeline therapy to find the wisdom of what I have learned from my past. So that's half of the my life so far.
1: <laughs> what a life to live. You said so many you said so many great things and you know one thing that really is standing out to me is um the 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 freedom that you that you noticed and noted that you were given as a child to be who you are and you know in in my group program called your stepmom story uh in a lot of the work that I do with my clients the way that I support my clients in reaching a place of feeling peaceful, reaching a place of feeling confident and accepted by their stepfamilies is by helping them to slowly start unpacking all of these lies, essentially, that the world told them that they had to believe in order to be popular, to fit in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel that as parents, we know what it feels like to be bullied. We know what it feels like to have pain and we want to protect our kids and we want to protect our stepkids by saying, don't do this way. Don't look this way. Don't talk this way. Don't dress that way. And while we're trying to protect them, we're actually essentially stripping them of their confidence the same way that it was done to us so for somebody who is you know reaching to become a more confident person whether that's a more confident partner or a more confident parent or a more confident worker or business owner or whatever that might look like what i am hearing you say is that the key to that is giving yourself the freedom to be who you are without making other people wrong for telling you that that wasn't good enough?
0: I feel like that is also to give ourselves option. As a human, we hate to be told what to do. We like to be given an option, just like you're, the trial that you're facing, just like the ex partner that you are looking for. I am in a good relationship with my current partner, and he is in a very good relationship with his ex partner. So, as a as a new partner coming into this sort of dynamic uh, our family, and and you think about it, is that uh, the ex is always going to be there, no matter what. So there's no point on developing jealousy, anger, or whatever towards them. He's, he or she is always going to be in, in, in your life and in the child's life. So if you make a decision of becoming the partner um, of this new family, then you have to learn to accept this situation of having a second woman in this relationship. You have to have the confidence in your partner knowing what they are doing and and realizing what your position is and always give yourself that option to choose um it's like when you're talking to a child instead of like stripping their uh, confidence in say hey you can't do that you can't do this always make sure that you explain the reason of why not doing it or there's an options for you would you like broccoli or would you like cauliflower give them an option to actually pick because it's the best way to build up our kid's confidence is by giving them and teaching them how to choose and making this decision for themselves. Sometimes they may make the one decision, it's okay, but that's how people learn. So when we make the one decision, as long as they're not jumping off the chair or like killing themselves with a knife or anything dangerous, let them have that little bit of adventure on themselves because that's the best way to learn.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's fast forward now to the next half of your life where <laughs> you have built and reached and achieved all of these really beautiful, incredible achievements, milestones, identities, accomplishments. How did you do that? How do you juggle all of these things? How do you keep all of these plates in the air while being a partner and a stepmom and uh, everything, sister, wife, daughter, everything that you are? How do you do it?
0: I find that um, after my uh, experience in the school area and being bullied and all of that, I developed a personality that I love to give and I love to share and I love to get attention. Attention is one of my core needs. So when I was only the age of 21, I got married to the first guy that I ever dated and that was a 19 years marriage no matter what happened in there uh he wasn't working he was um he was just living on me because i was the breadwinner of the of the family he decided to actually go into drugs and all of that and i was told that i was worthless every single day even despite all of that i still believe that there is something else that we can look into when we are in that sort of situation so my brain uh was that i block off whatever happened we were living like roommates for about 19 uh, like probably about 10 years of our life but it didn't because i was so scared of being lonely i was so scared that i'm fat i'm old i'm not pretty enough to find another relationship and that caused me uh the pain that i have in the last nine year of my marriage until the day of my 40th birthday i was so happy in in my life even that i was very successful in my working career i'm well known i'm making good money but inside of me feel like water feel like that i I do wedding for a living and I look at their happiness and look at my own happiness. It's very hard not to get moody and depressed. So I actually have this thinking and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to make my life measurable. I'm going to tell myself that I'm only going to live 60 years and that's the end of my life. So I don't need any more than that. So that's what pulled me through the last bit of my marriage. So on my 40th birthday, I asked myself, what do i want in the 20 years left in my life i only want to live to 60 so what do i want and i realized at that moment what i truly want was joy and happiness i have everything else in life but all i wanted was the basic human needs was joy and happiness so i finally took the courage to step out of my marriage and got out and find my life again and to my surprise it was about one year and a half, almost two years, before I found my current partner. Of course, you started to go on online dating, you're starting to go and meet all these people. You I meet some wonderful guy friends, uh amazing friends that we're still like, you know, being very close to each other. Um and of course we miss miss some scammers and things like that online when we're trying to look for love. And and I'm so grateful of that confidence in me that I'm able to say no to people I'm able to stand up my value and that's when my mindset and everything in the white place that's when I met my current partner he saw me as someone that is so confident who is not insecure which is what he been looking for forever because he always said to me is that all my ex-partner are very insecure about me and my ex-wife uh we're just friends and things like that i can see and understand why because they do have a good relationship but you have to have the trust in both of them as long as you have the trust in both of them and in yourself as well knowing that if if you wasn't treated right the second time like me you can walk away you have the power to because you done it once was so scared of doing it again. I'm even older, more fatter, and more and, and didn't look as good as the first time as well. But what I gain is that confidence, that beauty, that knowledge of what I want in a relationship. And it is from that that makes me who I am right now and makes me so happy in my current relationship because I can finally build up the confidence to communicate with my partner if anything goes wrong.
1: I feel like there are many heads right now bobbing, saying... (laughs) That's easy for you to say to let them have their relationship without it making me feel insecure or making me feel jealous or, you know, as your partner said, it's a it's it's almost easier to be in a relationship when your spouse has a higher conflict relationship with their ex because, you know, they're not in a romantic relationship
0: i find
1: that it's a whole i'm not saying it's easy to be in a relationship like that but ps but it's it's a different kind of a different kind of inner work that you have to do to be able to be with somebody who has a really good really close really friendly co-parenting relationship with their Mm -hmm. ex-partner um Mm -hmm. and so i want to know you know what especially you know coming from an abusive relationship coming from this place in time where you felt like you were so afraid to be alone you were so you know you put up with this bs for 9 more years than you wanted to because you didn't want to be alone how did yeah. you go, how did you go from being afraid to leave an abusive marriage where you didn't want to be alone To then developing the confidence to say, if my partner and their ex have some unresolved romantic relationship between them, I'm now confident enough to be able to allow them to do that without it destroying me. Where did that come from, that power, that confidence?
0: The first thing is, I need to believe that they are in a good relationship but not romantic relationship that's a boundary that we need to set on ourselves and if they have their romantic relationship going on knowing that i can walk out any day and any time that is the strength that we have to build up in ourselves because no one is deserved to be treated like a second best so knowing that in yourself, that is the most important because if you don't think about that, it's like what we we always get what we ask for. So if we don't think that oh they are in a romantic relationship, they will be getting back together, they still love each other, they have a history together, all of that thinking is going to cause you to build up this resentment or and trust that's it's like a like a like a minions going to eat up all your your beauty inside so the first thing to do is definitely to get that thinking out like what i said earlier in the show is about having that trust in your partner and in yourself that this is a loyal relationship together and if it's not the first thing you should do is get out simple as that there's no reason for you to suffer again. There's no reason for you to be in a silent relationship again because what did I gain in the last relationship besides learning not to do so? So why not? Why doing that? And and that's how I actually uh, work on myself on it. Of course, there's a lot of inner work, self-love, confident buildings, understanding behavior, understanding our language, physiology and the focus as well. That's what I teach in my confident building program for women. But in saying that, the most important part is we do not project what we don't want to have. So we have to build up that trust and as a relationship, if there's no trust, it's not even a relationship, then why be in a relationship like a friend that you can go high and buy? You need to find someone that who is having that maturity, having that understanding and respect to you as their partner as their loyalty as their partner to be together otherwise why do we want to share our food our time our bed with someone else it's because the in return or the return in investment in the relationship of happiness joy cuddling kissing intimacy all of those combined together if not there's no point in a relationship you better off playing with your own toys and have a
1: cat next to you <laughs> Can I get a name then? I would have to agree. There are some great toys on the market these days. So
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Be confident and like you know, be confident and share. We're be women, confident. we're allowed to.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. I want to I want to go back to something that you had said when you were kind of going through, I guess, what it would be that you invite your clients to go through in your confidence course or program or whatever. You mentioned confidence and self-love separately. Could you explain in your interpretation what is the difference between self-love and confidence?
0: I got to share this story with your audience. During the time that when I was going to depression and trauma therapy, when someone tell me that to have more self love, I will say F off. <laughs> because I believe that I love myself. I eat well, I dress well, I present myself well. So that is my self love there. I did not realize what they mean. It's what I, my boundary my boundary, which is the self-love with when I'm dealing with my partner or dealing with a guy. So that was what I was missing. That's why for me, I treat self-love and confidence as a completely separate things. Having the confidence of being yourself doesn't mean that you know how to set boundaries to other people, not allowing them to hurt you. Because believe it, when I say this, we are in control of everything in our life as long as we're willing to take that control and not take that control away by other people. We are always in control in our head. So our belief system, how we are setting up our belief system, uh, for example, your partner come home and bring you flowers. uh, You could, we have a choice in our brain to believe that either uh, he does, does did something wrong so he bought me flowers there must be something going on behind his back that's why he bought me flowers or accept it in a way is that because i'm a beautiful person and i'm a great partner he wants to show me appreciation and bought me flowers It's exactly the same scenario. You do not know the other side of the corner, what it is. But what I can actually control is what I'm thinking in my head. So that's what I mean by having that confidence of having trust, that belief of what your model of world is like. And always, as uh, always, I said that we speak people model of the world. When people told me before that I need to have more self-love, why do I say F off? It's because that they don't know my model of world and they have not respect me. I did not feel the respect of what I should be earning because of how confident I am, because of how successful I am in business, of how tough of a woman I am. When you just tell someone to have more self-love, you are taking away all the credit that they were doing in their life. They're fighting every single day. They're working better on themselves. You took that away from them by saying you need to have more self-love. I said, no, you need to have more self-recognition of what you need and what you want in your life. What is your boundaries what does that you want ultimately you only you need to have clarity in your life about what you truly want find out the why of you when you're doing something why are you being with this partner because he's handsome he can speak well he's got a good car or is there something deeper we need to look deeper on in like under the iceberg not just looking at the top surface what are the qualities is that actually melt you uh for example for my partner he cheer me up whenever i'm low he wakes me up when i'm in a bad situation in my brain hey we're even we're a confident woman we do have our time of the month okay so we do go back into a dark space uh, when things like that can happen and triggers can actually come up so he helps me out with that he celebrates my success um and and he appreciates what i do so those are sort of things this this it doesn't matter what he looks like anymore. It doesn't matter uh, what he does not what he like do physically outside. It's the inner quality that I see in him that make, make him, in my book, my ideal partner. So when understanding that, I also need to understand what are his flaws. Like he is very sarcastic. <laughs> he has that, and I'm Asian. Okay, we don't have psychosome in our audition So I have to learn about that. <laughs> and like, not the fact that he has a really good relationship with his uh, ex partner. I don't have a relationship with my ex partner because he's abusive. So I I cut my life off him. And like learning the fact that she is going to be in his life forever. They have a child together, so deal with it. <laughs> which I would
1: argue, which I would argue, isn't a flaw. It's just something that most people, when like when they're putting their dating profile online, it's not yeah. like a criteria that most people look for. Is like you have to have an ex partner in your life that's going to be around forever, right? Like we we don't look for love. That's the, that has the criteria of of coming with kids and an, and an ex spouse. I wouldn't say it's a flaw it's just not something that we like write on our manifest list of our handsome beautiful partner that we wish for
0: I think that probably because I was about 40 years old when I was looking for a new partner I do not want a 25 year old guy I don't want to date that even I actually got like you know Tracer at that age group which i'm like what the hell (laughs) yeah some people do like mommy type (laughs) and then and then i'm like if you if, if a guy is 40 something years old that i'm looking for of course, he will have an ex-relationship. It's a good chance that they have a, a a kid together. And I don't have my own child myself. So I have said it's great that he has a, a, a child, so I don't have to give him one because I don't want to have my own kids because I'm too old now being for too much. I don't want to have my own kids and I can love another kid like my own. I am very open to the idea, even on early stage of dating. I already told him that I'm very open to the idea of adopting. When my life is actually in a good relation, uh, good relationship, and good pace of myself, I would love to have the, the chance of adopting more kids that are in needs, and that's that's something that we have to agree on uh, from the start. A lot of women when they're going into dating or meeting their first uh, uh, another partner, they tend to hide themselves and hide their fall. Before I even meet them in person, I say. Two sentence that was normally scare the shit out of guys that who are not interested. It's a great qualify questions if you ever want to try that. I tell the guys that I don't cook. I got a cleaner to come into my house to clean, so I don't clean myself. The only know things that I know how to, what to do is to be a nice person and make money. So that was that was that was my thing out there. And I also tell a guy that I'm a unicorn, I'm a princess and a dinosaur. So go figure.
1: <laughs> so that I'm one not, out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not scared of telling them who I am and we, and what it represent. So, and and it kind of create an interest in the guy as well of wanting to find out what that unicorn is and what that princess is and what that dinosaur is because they are quite like unicorn is magical. Princess is upwising and all of that and loyalty that comes into it. But a dinosaur as well, where, where does that come from? So it's quite intriguing for the human mind to think, hey, this one is different. This one is different. There's so many possibilities now in the dating world of finding another person. There's really plenty of fish outside. So how do you actually find the ones that you want to spend time on? Is by being you. So by being you mean Being authentic, being uh, different. Just allow yourself to be you because that's the best bait to fish the fish that is right for you.
1: We're kind of going on a little bit of a tangent here, but that's okay. I have a very (laughs) fond memory of... um back in my, in my twenties, right after I bought my house, um, my now best friend became my roommate and my now husband and I were already together at the time. So I, we were already together by the time that Tinder came out, which is a little bit sad for me for a few reasons, but thankfully my roommate and best friend now to this day, hi Danica, she would, she would go on Tinder. And so we would like as a family, essentially play tinder together and it was just this like whole new world of possibilities there are so many people out there but I think that you bring up a really important point and if listener if you're like why is she talking about dating right now the reason is that you bring up a really important point that I think a lot of the time we resign ourselves to the fact that the relationship that we're in has to be the relationship that we're in forever even when it stops working even when we have like built a tent out of red flags even when we have felt unloved or worthless or abused or not important and this is of course like a very a very interesting dynamic in step families because you know from my experience with with all of the beautiful women I've been so privileged to work with from all over the whole entire world. There are a lot of insecurities that we have that really can be ironed out. But there are also times when we're just in the relationship with the wrong person. And and I think that, you know, a, a nice way to wrap this episode up with a pretty little bow is by reminding whoever is listening that It doesn't matter how much money that you make. It doesn't matter how much success that you have. It doesn't matter the partner that you're with, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you don't believe that you're worthy of joy and of happiness and of being in partnership with somebody who will go out of their way to make sure that you can be yourself uh, to feel joyful, to feel happiness, there are plenty of fish in the sea. Like Tinder is still a thing right? Um, and, And just because just because you fell in love with somebody 10 years ago, or 15 years ago, or three years ago, people change and people grow. And, and we have this like really intense attachment, I think, to to stand the test of time in our relationships. This is one way that people use to, to kind of gauge how successful is my relationship? Well, how many years have you been together? And it's unfortunate that that has to be the metric of how successful is your relationship, is how long have you been together, rather than how happy are you, how much joy do you bring each other, how supportive of you are you of each other in your individuality. Uh, so I would really love to see that conversation changed, listener. You're up, um, and I, and I appreciate Martha that you are out there, you know, spreading the good word of how to be confident and how to not feel like you have to settle in any area of your life, how to not feel ashamed to put boundaries up because you're afraid to push away somebody who couldn't respect them in the first place. So, Mm -hmm. so many things to do on so many conversations to be had so much, probably reflecting to do after this episode, sorry, not sorry.
0: Definitely. Especially um, like you mentioned a really good point and I really, recently realized that when you starting to change your mindset, um, that is like me that did not want to live more than 60 years old. Now I finally have the courage to have a future, to have a life that is more than 60 years old because of the courage that my current partner actually gave me. So when you're with someone that you cannot see a future is a very good sign for you that you may be not in the right relationship you may be needing to find someone else to actually give you a future because a life without future is like a dead fish on land it's no happiness in there
1: whatsoever beautiful metaphor also (laughs) also it's it's really our own responsibility to choose that it's our responsibility to say you know what I don't want to live to 60 I want to live to 80 it's our responsibility yeah. to say I don't want to be a dead fish on land. I don't want to be a dead fish on land. there's way too much living to do so mm-hmm. anyway Martha exactly. it's been an absolute slice um, yeah. if our listeners would like to get some to know some more about you or your amazing super confidence coaching program or connect with you where is the best place to find you
0: if you go onto Google and search for a Super Confident Coach, you would be able to find me. I will send my link tree uh, to Brittany as well. So all of you can find me. And I, for all of you who has spent the time to listen to us, I would love to give you guys a gift as well of my latest book, uh, My Super Confident Success Formula. It will help you to achieve any goals that you want to achieve as long as you follow the steps that I've given in this book. So that's that gift is To uh, all of your listeners out there, and thank you for this time to connect, Brittany. It has been such a pleasure talking to you and to your audience.
1: It's been amazing, Martha. Thank you so much. We are going to link the Super Confidence Coach link tree up in the show notes, and hold on to your hats, ladies, because the Super Confident Super tongue twister. Let's try again. Super Confidence Success Formula Book is all yours as a thank you for still listening. So, thank you so much, Martha. It has been an absolute pleasure.
0: Thank you.
1: Hey there, Brittany here. I wanted to let you know about a special online mini training that I'm offering for free for a limited time. It's called Peace, Love, Stepmom. And not to toot my own horn, but beep, beep, it's pretty freaking awesome. Peace Love Stepmom will give you the exact steps to take in order to create more harmony in your stepfamily without feeling like you have to walk on eggshells or bite your tongue or ignore your own needs just to keep the peace. Because if you are listening to this, then chances are pretty good that you know there's a big difference between not fighting and actually feeling peaceful. To enroll in Peace, Love, Stepmom and get immediate access to this incredible online course, head to peacelovestepmom.com and sign up. It's totally free. You don't want to miss it. So go to peacelovestepmom.com to enroll and get immediate access. I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. And in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me. If after you subscribed, you jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet, a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week.